Welcome, welcome. I just got done putting on a live webinar and it was so fun and it was so good that I wanted to share it with you. So I am publishing that episode. I'm sharing it with you. And the topic of this is all about timeline. How do you plan for this project that you want to complete to write a book? So in this episode, I'm going to talk through some of my story. I'm going to share a bit about um, how I've supported authors along their journeys. And I am also going to dig into very specific timelines to write, edit, and publish a book. This is available for a limited time on YouTube so that you can see all the visuals. If you happen to be hearing this before the 13th of January or on the 13th of January, 2024, you'll be able to see that on YouTube. Part of the reason for that is that the full cut has a discount code attached to it. And that's only available for a limited time. But this podcast episode will live in perpetuity. And I hope that it's super, super helpful for you. At the end of the episode, I answer a bunch of questions about publishing, about writing, about platform development. I love answering questions. So this part was really, really fun for me. I don't know how much the energy will come through in a podcast, but I was so energized. I hope that that comes through for you. I had such a joyful time. A lot of times I'm working alone here in my office. And so to get to come in community with people who have written books, want to write books, like truly, 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 it's so fulfilling for me. It was such a great webinar. So without further ado, uh, here is my webinar, New Year, New Book, How to Finish Your Nonfiction Book in 2024. Welcome to Beyond Better, a podcast that explores a simple but profound idea. We all deserve to live lives we love, and that includes our work lives too. I'm your host, Stacey Ennis, an author, book coach, speaker, and longtime location-independent entrepreneur living in Portugal with my family of four. Years ago, I was living in Idaho and dreaming of more for my life, and today I am living a life of my own design. Join me as I talk business, location independence, writing, publishing, and so much more all focused on building a life that is beyond better. If you want to write a book in 2024, I am so excited to share that I have reopened my author coaching program idea to draft. This is a six month program where you get twice a month coaching from me, plus direct access to me and my team in between coaching calls. I have a step-by-step process that I will teach you. We are so in it together, and it is a container that's meant to help you go from idea to first draft. So if you are tired of thinking about that nonfiction book, talking about that nonfiction book, and you are ready to write that nonfiction book, and not just any nonfiction book, but an excellent nonfiction book that will help you scale your business, your brand, and your broader impact, I would love to support you. Go to stacyennis.com slash idea to draft, or just reach out to me directly. Hello at stacyennis.com. 
Welcome. Welcome, everyone. I'm so happy to see all of you here today. It's been really fun to see all of your locations. We've got Colorado, Virginia, Maine, Tampa, Alabama, Nashville, San Diego, East Bay. So we've got a couple of Californians here, Indiana, Portland, Los Angeles, Massachusetts, and I'm here in Portugal. Welcome, everyone. I'm so happy to be with you for this next hour. I am here to serve you, to give you information that will support your goals as a, a next author or future author. Um, and I'll definitely be saving some time at the end for questions. A little more than 10 years ago, everything changed for me. I became a mom and I also became an author. And um, with both, <laughs> I was terrified, but I'll focus on the book piece first. Writing and publishing my first book was terrifying to me. Even though I'd been in publishing for a while, even though I was a skilled book editor, even though, even though, even though, I was scared, but I did it anyway. And that decision to write and publish that first book led to the life that I have today, this life living in Portugal, a location-independent lifestyle, and getting to support authors just like you who are embarking on their own journeys of impact and influence. This is an image of my kids near my house. We get to explore the ocean and the world. And then I wrote my second book. I co-authored this book with my colleague Ron Price, and everything changed again. This is about five years later. We became best-selling authors. I gave a TEDx talk. I was and continue to be featured in major media like Yahoo and Inc., Publishers Weekly, Insider. And I've seen my business grow, 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 and grow and continue to grow. I've gotten to speak all over the world and really love that. I love getting to connect with audiences and um, be with people around the world. And really, I've gotten to step fully into a life that I really love. Um, and best of all, this journey has led me to supporting authors like you as they go through this journey, as you embark on this journey of writing a book and stepping into your own purpose. Because here's the thing, and this is something that I really hope connects for you and resonates today, and that's that a book is not just a book, it is a catalyst for impact. It's not just a book, it is a catalyst for impact. And I am assuming that you are here today because you have a bigger purpose in life and a deeper impact to make on the world. And that's what I see as my work, is helping you do that. You can do it. You can get to whatever that big vision is, and a book is the tool to help you get there. Hello to those of you who are new to me. Maybe we are meeting for the first time. Maybe we've been connected, but this is the first time we're connecting live. My name is Stacey Ennis. I am a best-selling author, a keynote speaker, and a nonfiction book coach who helps you utilize the power of writing to clarify your ideas, 
stand out in a crowd and make an impact. You saw this slide already, but I wanna show it to you again. Um, these are just a handful, well, a small selection of some of the authors who I have supported along their own journeys. I have been called the book whisperer because of my ability to help people pull those stories and um, messages and frameworks and put it into a book that, as I like to describe it, is fertile soil from which to grow other things, whether that's a social mission or a business or a brand or whatever it is for you. As I mentioned, I'm also a location independent entrepreneur. I have lived in four countries outside of the United States, Dominican Republic, Vietnam, Thailand, and now here in Portugal. And throughout my 14 years in publishing, I've contributed to over 100 books. I have personally written, ghostwritten, or co-authored 17, and I'm working on 18 and 19 right now. Um, and as I mentioned, you know, this, this idea of location independence, this is a theme that I'm going to come back to a lot because to me, a, as I mentioned, a book is part of that catalyst to get to the life you want. My books and my work has allowed me to get to this location independent lifestyle that I love here in Portugal. Um, since writing my books, since moving abroad, since really stepping into this life that I want, um, I have seen my business continue to grow. And what's interesting is that a lot of the fears that initially held me back from stepping fully into my purpose, actually confronting those fears and taking action led to a place that I never could have imagined in the beginning. So enough about me. Hopefully that's enough of an intro to have a, a sense of who I am and hopefully why you should listen today as I share information about the book writing process, let me talk about what we're going to cover today. So we are going to walk through an overview, whoops, I lost my screen there, sorry, an overview of the book writing process. We are going to uh, talk through expected timeframes, which is a big reason you're here, right? To write, edit, and publish a book. So I am a very practical person. When I set out to do something, I wanna know exactly how long everything's going to take, at least as much as I can, and I like to project plan. So I'm going to give that to you today, a sense of that overall time frame, so that if you're really serious about writing your book, you can plan for it. You're going to learn also some quick hit tips to plan your project for success. So at the end, I'm going to offer you a quick hit. Let's go through a bunch of tips after we've gone through all this other information that you can take right away and be successful with writing your book and finishing it this year in 2024. We're also going to walk through some potential pathways to get support on your book, and that includes with me. So I want to share some ways that if you need additional support or just want additional support, what that can look like. And then, of course, I'm going to make sure to leave time for your questions on all things authorhood. It's really, really important to me that I get to support you here today. That is what I'm doing here. I'm here to serve you. So please be sure to hold those questions. If you drop it in the chat, um, Rita, who is here, you can't see her, but she's here. She will be tracking those as well. And so um, we'll be sure to answer many of those at the end of our time today. I'm also going to be providing you with a gift at the end um, that will support you. It's something that you could actually use right after our session today to begin to build the habits needed to be successful in writing your book. 
So I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear one word to describe how you're feeling today as you take action towards your book. Because I'm curious if you thought about it like this. Being here, being at this webinar is taking action. You are taking action on this goal that you have. So what is a word that comes up for you when you think about taking action on your book? Please drop it in the chat. Overwhelmed, that is honest. Thank you for that. Ready, excited, determined, open, conflicted, motivated, joy, leap, whelmed. Okay, I like that one. Um, excited, ready, excited, but not intimidated, motivated, excited, cautiously optimistic. I love that phrase. I use that phrase a lot. Excited, nervous, optimistic, loquacious. I see we have uh, wordsmiths in our group today and open. I'll keep them coming. These are so good. Calm, apprehensive. You know, it's interesting as I'm reading these, I'm thinking like, what a writer's brain experience because when you're working on a creative project or even just a big goal that's really important to you, don't we like oscillate between these emotions? <laughs> like maybe on a minute by minute basis. I know I do. Sometimes I'm really in the flow and really energized. And other times I'm like, why am I even doing this? Who would want to read this? It's so normal to go through the very many emotions that come with working on any, any big goal, but certainly on writing a book. Okay, I'd love to hear this too, before we jump into our, our information section. What's one thing that's holding you back? A challenge that you're facing as you write your book. So think about that. If you've been talking about this for a while or thinking about this, what's holding you back? Okay, can I really fill 200 pages? Perfection. I can really resonate with that, Erin. Um, that is something that I've had to work through myself on things that I do finding time. I hear that one a lot. Topic is so big. So scope. Absolutely. Prioritizing time, um, fear of retaliation. So it's maybe something that's sensitive for you and sharing that, uh, structure, accountability, validation, media skills. So Kathleen, I, I think you're talking about your platform and, and marketing that book and being out there visible. Visibility is a big fear for a lot of us. Um, smooth flow for narrative. So this is in the kind of, um, technique of, of actually writing the book, honing your message, um, parent, parent land. Yes, I get that. I have two kids myself. Platform. That's a big one. I just had a conversation with, with somebody about platform today. It's, that is a, a big piece um, that can, can be a, a, like a, a block, right? When you're getting started, like thinking that everything has to be happening all at one time and done well. Um, okay, you have a book done. You're not sure what to do next. Self-doubt. This is what I hear, Lauren, from yours. Do I have the authority to speak on this topic? Fear of offending people. And there are so many, so many good ones. I love, Judith, that you say fear of failure, time. I'm seeing a lot of time. I'm seeing focus. I'm seeing just having, having that space um, to get that book done. So thank you so much for sharing all of these with me. It's really helpful because I want today to be targeted to what you need. So the more information you can give me, the more I can make sure I'm serving you well today. So um, let's, uh, oops, I went backwards on this. Sorry, I go forward. Let's dive in high level because we have to start here. We have to start at the big picture before we can break down 
the clear timeline. And as I go through this, I am also going to be talking through timelines. And then at the end, I will summarize this. So as, as you're, as we're walking through this, just know that I'm going to be getting to a summary discussion of this at the end. So we can talk about timelines. So you have a sense of what's happening when, um, but I do have a quick poll and our software doesn't allow me to launch a poll. So if you could just drop in the chat for me, this will help me again, target the conversation to where you're at. You can do the number or you can just type it, whichever one is easier for you. Tell me where you're at in the process. So we've got drafting, outlining. Um, okay, good. We've got a lot of people writing, some still in ideation, between ideation and outlining. Lots of you are in, in one, two, and three. Like you're, you're, those three seem to be the most popular. Um, oh, and I see, okay, Anthony, you're working on multiple projects. Okay, good. We have one of you who's in the publishing stage but it looks like most of you are really in those first three stages and a few of you are also in kind of the later stages. Okay, this is super helpful. Keep dropping that in. I do have an eye on the chat. So thank you. This will help me um, think how to think through how to best support you. And then of course, because I, I can't talk to every single unique situation in these slides, we will have the Q&A at the end so I can answer your specific questions then. We can think about book writing and publishing is broken into roughly two stages. We have the creation stage and we have the production stage. The creation stage is the process of writing your book. Ideation, outlining, writing, edit, editing. And just to visualize this, you can think about this as everything that happens um, before and within your word processing software. So Microsoft Word or Scrivener, whatever you're using. And then once it moves from there and you are effectively done, quote unquote, with the draft, but still typically need to go through proofreading, um, you're gonna move into the next phase, which is production. And this is the process of sharing your writing with the world. Design, proof, publish, and launch, okay? Um, please keep in mind that my specialty is in nonfiction. There are going to be some variations with fiction um, from what I'm teaching today. So I want to make sure that's really clear because uh, some of the nuance of our conversation, especially in relation to business, brand, those types of things are really connected to nonfiction, although there is a lot of overlap between the two. Creation. Okay. I want to say, before I dig into these in detail on timeline, I... Uh, I'm giving you timelines if you have good momentum. So these are timelines that are not so aggressive that you're setting yourself up for failure at the beginning or um, you're, you know, you're not following the very bad advice out there to write a book in 30 days. These are momentum-driven timelines. Um, you're going to need planning and accountability and stick-to-itiveness to see these timelines through, but these are very realistic. These are timelines I see on a regular basis with the, my clients, with myself. So that's what I am basing this off of. And um, when we get into the publishing conversation, keep in mind that this is really targeted towards self-publishing and hybrid publishing. We can certainly talk more on traditional publishing, but it's a really different process and different timeline. Um, so it doesn't really make sense to have that full robust conversation today, but I want you to know that as you are planning your process. 
So in the creation stage, which by the way, you can see at the top is uh, roughly nine months my nine month process. Again, I will summarize all of this in just a little bit. This, uh, the first stage of this is ideate. So this is a concise, clearly defined book idea that results from exploration and clarification. It considers audience, niche, and life and professional goals. It's really important to know that a book idea and a book topic are two very different things. So a book topic is, I wanna write a book about fly fishing in the Great Lakes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a thing. It probably is, tell me in the chat. A concept or a book idea, fully fleshed book idea has a clear core message, a book overview, a clarified audience, key takeaways, uh, structural description, and any other important notes included. So from your ideation, that's where you build what I call a book concept. So that's why when you see a one to three week timeline, you might be going, why do I need to actively spend three weeks potentially on an idea? It's because we are not talking about a topic. We are talking about your idea, your concept, the high level birth of your book. Okay. So just to clarify that as you're thinking about, about this piece of it. Then from here, you move into outlining. And actually one quick thing I wanna say, I'm gonna go back a slide because uh, I don't know if you can see the faint line connecting all of these dots, there is one. But I wanna just say, as I'm going through this, wouldn't it be so nice if publishing and life were little dots on a neat line? Unfortunately, that's just not how anything works. So as we're talking through this, know that it, it's very helpful to break these out in clean, neat stages. But oftentimes, a lot of things are kind of overlapping. Sometimes we're going ahead and then we're going back a little. So um, just keep that in mind as we are having this conversation. Okay, from outlining, then you move into, uh, or sorry, from ideation, then you move into the outline. And an outline is a thorough book writing map. A thorough book writing map. That's really, really important that you think about this outline as a map. And this map results from an iterative outlining process. It considers your audience, your structural arc, and your through line for your book. Um, a through line, if that's a new concept for you or something, maybe you've heard it, but you can't quite remember what it is. In theater, a through line is what connects, it's like the driving story in a play. So you have the kind of main story that you're watching and there's a bunch of other things kind of happening around it, little scenes and stories that are happening, but they're all connected to this one big driving story. So when we're outlining a book, we need to understand what your core message is. And that core message becomes the through line, the connective tissue for your book. So in the outlining stage, that is what we are working on. It's also really, really, really important to know that there is a well-known abandonment point in publishing. Most of us in the industry know it well, and it's 20,000 words. 20,000 words tends to be the point where authors get tired 
they start letting that self-talk get to them and um, it's an abandonment point. That's where books die. When you spend the time to thoughtfully ideate and clearly outline and create a really good map for yourself, it, it saves you at that 20,000 word mark. And it really becomes something that can help you see this book through to completion. It's also really helpful in helping your brain organize for the next day. One of the things that I teach a lot in, uh, in the work that I do is the neuroscientific principles of habits and planning. And so when we have a really clear map, it enables our brain to do all of that cool processing that it does without any effort from us while we sleep or while we're walking. And so an outline is so valuable, especially for not, I mean, for all books, but certainly for nonfiction. Um, and it also forces a level of clarity. So if you're writing a business book, a leadership book, a how-to book, it forces you to think through frameworks and language and all of those things that uh, a lot of people like to skip and just think, oh, I'll figure it out while I write. But there's a lot of work to be done at the front end um, that will set you up for success further along. And when I teach outlining, by the way, uh, there's a lot of ways to do this. I like to work from a tactile world first and move it into an outlined document. So we use sticky notes and I have a guided um, process that I that I walk my clients through. You can do something similar for yourself as you're working on your outline. From ideation to outline to write, then or to to write, I should say, this is the process of writing the book. And as I mentioned, a lot of authors really struggle to complete this stage. It's understandable. It's a big project, but taking the time to create that writing map, your outline, and a writing plan. That's really important. A writing plan will support your success. You see that I have four to 12 months plus here. Um, and the reason I have this kind of funny range with the plus sign is that I've seen everything from my client average of four months to literally 10 years. So it, it really can be such a varied range depending on, I, I would say, your planning ahead of time, your level of commitment and discipline as you're working on it, and support that you have along the way. One thing to really keep in mind, please hear this, okay? Please, for those of you who are in the writing process, please hear this. It's really important. Your job in the stage is to write. Notice editing is next. To write, to focus on creation, and to shut down that inner critic that's telling you that that chapter one was terrible and you need to go rework it or um, really kind of like judging the words before they even get onto the page, right? With that barrier removed. I've edited the language here, but Ernest Hemingway said, the first draft of anything is garbage. Let it be garbage. It's okay because you'll move into the editing stage. This stage, I give this about two to three months, and this is where a book comes from good to great, becomes great. Uh, editing takes place in roughly four stages, developmental, substantive or content, they're used interchangeably, copy editing, and proofreading. I'm not going to go into all of these in detail. That would be a whole hour in and of itself, but just know it's going from like most, in, most detailed, really rolling up your sleeves and, and reworking to fixing errors. So that's how those stages move. I have a love-dislike 
<laughs> relationship with editing. I love what it does to the books. I love where they come and, and where they can go through the editing process. I dislike that it's a lot of work, <laughs> but it's meaningful work and it's valuable work. So know that that's coming, know that you need to plan for it um, and know that you have freedom because you're going to get into the editing stage, be in the writing stage while you're there and then move into the editing stage when it's time to go there. Okay, quick pulse check. I have seen some chats come in, but I wanted to make sure to give you all of this information. And I know that Rita in the chat is tracking questions. Um, let's see. Let's see. Terry, you said you cannot see the slides. Please let me, please let us know how that's looking for you. But um, do we have, uh, oh yes, we do. Okay. I was like, do we have emoji functionality here? We do. Okay. Jelena, you said hard eyes emoji and more questions. We will get there. I promise. I'd love to see what all, how else the rest of you are feeling. So drop an emoji to share how you're feeling at this stage. Emoji. Okay. Stacy, I'm not sure because I'm on a different view than you, but you can, oh, I, I see that you made a smiley face anyway. Great. Lots of smiles. Some of you have emoji options. I'm guessing it's based on your browser. Um, so good. We've got, we've got so far all smiles. Thumbs up. Uh, yeah, keep the, keep those coming. You can you can describe your emoji. Perfect, Alicia. Good, good. <laughs> That's great. Hopeful with a smiley face. These are great. Thank you. Keep them coming because it's helpful to me. Oh, I like that one. Good. It's helpful to me to see where you are, how you're feeling right now, because we still have some information to cover, and I want to make sure we're all on good vibes. Okay, good, 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 good. Keep them coming, please. I'm watching the chat. Okay. So let's continue forward. Um, we're going to move now into the production stage. I'm going to go quicker on this because I want to get into the timeline uh, overview. And also, please remember, my specialty is in the writing stage. And so I'm very experienced in the production stage, but it's not something that we typically are supporting people through except in an advisory capacity. So I'm going to go a little faster through production, um, but certainly can answer questions when we get to the Q&A a little bit later. So in the production stage, I'm recommending roughly a nine month time frame, same as creation. So we're looking at nine and nine here. Um, and please remember that this really varies by publishing route. So if you are self-publishing, I'm going to offer a faster timeline in a little bit. So we'll look at a 18 month and a 12 month timeline, but you can go really fast you can go really slow. There's a lot of different ways that you can approach this. Nine months is about the average that my clients work with. So that's what I'm going to talk through here. So with the production stage, we start with packaging your words. That's the design stage. This is so fun because you've been in this word processing software for, you know, up nine plus months at this stage. And now you're going to get interior design mock-ups and cover mock-ups and you're going to like get to see it become an actual book here's a picture of uh the book that i co-authored with my my dear friend ron price and when we got our um our cover we got all kinds of different cover designs we eventually landed on a version of this we worked through tweaking the the text we actually changed the coffee art on it so it's such a fun process. It's really exciting when you get to this stage. 
from design, you go into proof, and this has a dual meaning. Proof as in proofread. I I like three rounds of proofreading. Some publishers, hybrid publishers will do two. I, If it's my client, I insist on three. It's not that much more money, but it's really, I find really worth the extra investment. So you have typically two rounds of pre-designed proofreading and one round of post-designed proofreading. Okay. And then the other meaning of proof is your physical proof. And this is known as an advanced reader copy. So if you ever hear somebody say ARC, that's an advanced reader copy. This is the uncorrected proof. So this is before proofreading the version of the book that you get to send out for endorsements, media opportunities, um, collaborations, those sorts of things. Then you get into publish, publish, book, meet, world. There are three main types of publishing. I've mentioned this already. Self-publishing, keep in mind that there are self-publishing consultants, okay? Coaches, consultants, project managers. So that's a really good thing to know. Um, and then there's partner slash hybrid. Those two words are used relatively interchangeably and traditional. Uh, again, I'm not going to go into detail, but I can answer questions about this toward the end. No matter the route you go, just know that this is really when you become a visible author. I think that you're an author all the way through, but according to the world, you are now, check, an author. And then lastly, just keep in mind, this is occurring parallel. Uh, many, this is the launch phase, and many experts recommend about three months before and three months after as kind of the hard push for marketing your book. However, keep in mind that while this is the, the kind of golden time of book launch, there are so many opportunities to continue marketing your book. When I'm working with authors, I'm looking to create a shelf-stable business sustainability tool, business brand sustainability tool. So we're not just thinking a book that's going to come out and splash and then not be marketable. We want to think about the long life of that book and how we're going to use it in our business, our brand, our impact mission. And so here's an example. Um, this, again, is growing influence. This was taken one year after the publication of the book. So we used this opportunity. Um, this is an airport, by the way. I realized I should probably mention that. This is an airport. We were in somewhere around 100 plus airports all around the United States. Um, and so we used this placement opportunity to really push and market the book and uh, we're able to get some really great traction. So you can look for these opportunities to like mini relaunch your book along the way. Okay, so we have talked through the creation and production framework. We've talked about how you can kind of divide them into two, nine months, nine months. We talked about how creation is that word processor. It's all the things that happen in that word document or Scrivener or whatever you're using to write. And then we talked about how production is now pulling it into something that other people can have, that it becomes the, the book that people can buy and read. So let's, let's look at this in a format that you can digest the timeline wise, because that was a promise that I gave you that we would talk through timelines. So average total time to write, edit, publish, and launch a bestseller quality book without blowing up your life. That's super important. Please keep that in mind. It, I My client average is 18 months. And let's look at what that looks like. So ideation and outlining would be about two months. 
Writing the first draft would be about four months. Editing, this would be self-editing and professional editing would be about three months. And then the whole publishing process I'm putting in a big bucket is about nine months. Now, I, sometimes I think when I first talk with people, um, they think that all this stuff can happen in like six months. But I hope that going through this information with you today, it gives you a sense of all of the stages that need to happen. I know it can seem a little overwhelming maybe, but what I hope that you're seeing actually is that you have time. You have time to focus where you are and invest the time and energy that you need to in the stage that you're in. And being successful does require project planning, but it also requires you to be present. So there's those two pieces that I coach my authors to hold together. Here's another option. If you're like, oh, but I have a speaking engagement in January of next year or in September, and I really, well, I guess September would be a little fast for this one, but I have a book, I have an engagement in a year, or I have a business goal, I need to get this book done faster. Here's a faster total time frame. 12 months. So let's look at what that would look like. Ideation and outlining would be a month. Writing the first draft would be three months. Editing would be two months. And publishing would be six months. Okay, so that would be a 12-month timeline. When I meet new future authors, um, a lot of times we're having a conversation, we're having a, a pretty quick, like right up pretty soon off the bat when we meet conversation about their timeline and when they want to get the book done. And a lot of times it's really soon. It's sooner than I think is reasonable to write and publish a great book. And so the question that I'm often asking them is why, why this timeline? Many of the people that I work with or that I speak with, many of you have probably had this goal for a long time maybe years. Some people, it's been their whole life. So why suddenly does it have to be done in six months? I think that it comes from fear. I think it comes from a fear of if I don't get it done really fast, I'm not going to get it done. I'm afraid that if I start toward this dream and then I don't complete it, I'm failing myself. And I suggest that you take pressure off yourself and recognize that actually being realistic and creating a real plan that you can really execute that's reasonable and time-bound will help you be successful on this journey of authorhood. A lot of people will say, well, it's part of my marketing uh, for my business, for my brand. And to that, I would offer that you can actually start marketing your book as soon as you start it. Many of my clients start writing, creating content, marketing their book in the very early stages of writing. A bonus of that is you create accountability because people will say, hey, how's your book going? <laughs> so it builds in that extra layer for yourself. And um, it also is a great, great place to pull content from. So you can talk about it on social media, to your email newsletter. It, it really can be a marketing tool really early on. But the hard truth, as I mentioned, is that many people really set themselves up to fail before they even begin. They set two aggressive timelines. They don't get support or build in accountability. And a, a major culprit, in my view, is the quote unquote experts 
who tell you that this process should be fast and easy. And maybe there are ways to do certain types of books that way, but I don't think that a great book can be written fast and easy. I think it is a deeply transformative process. I think that it is meaningful and I think you should engage fully in it. So please don't buy the hype that you should write your book in 30 days because rushing the process can lead to a poorly written and produced book, which can harm your business or brand, missed opportunities for personal growth and transformation, and unnecessary stress, overwhelm, and negative business and personal impact. So instead, I urge you, I really urge you to set a realistic goal, create a plan, and take consistent action. I I hope I'm not being too repetitive because I feel like I've said this like five times now, but it, it really bears repeating. A lot of times it's so easy to think, I don't have the skill to write a book or I don't have this or I don't have that. Guess what? Discipline and consistency are so much more important than talent and skill. Showing up is the most important thing. Having a plan and showing up. I mentioned um, earlier about when I wrote my first book and my second book, and now I've written 17. Um, There is nothing that really compares to that moment other than, you know, I'll say within the world of book writing and publishing, there's other things that compare, but within this scope, nothing that compares to that moment where you get to hold that book in your hands. And that's something that I encourage you to really visualize and use, like use visualization to keep yourself anchored as you go along this journey. So here's where I would love to hear from you with all of what I've shared with you. What is one commitment that you will make to achieve this goal? What will you do It can be very simple. It does not have to be complicated to achieve this goal of authorhood. What is a commitment? Um, As an example, I'll give while you're writing, I have a goal of learning Portuguese this year. Um, Last year, it was also my goal. Guess what? I I learned some, but I did not reach the conversational fluency that that was my goal. And so this year, I have set a very specific daily... uh, five minutes. I know it sounds so basic, but that five minutes turns into 20 or 30 uh, because my barrier is low. I can get started easily. I also signed up for a class and I've also brought my kids into it. So we're, I'm creating accountability with them and I'm doing the class with a friend. So those are the types of things that I'm, I'm thinking about. It can be very easy and simple. Okay. So we have create a schedule, keep my desk clear. Wow. That's that. So It's so uh, important that like the visual space, at least for me, um, okay, work on your outline, showing up daily. Yes, yes. And Alicia, just keep in mind, don't set that barrier so high for yourself that it's, it becomes, or I I guess the goal so high for yourself that becomes a barrier to do it. So I'm often thinking about like, what is the minimum? And that minimum often turns into more. More time focusing on finishing the first draft. Good ideation stage. Um, Jelaine, I love, I will not drop out at 20,000 words. Create a plan. I love it. Oh, Judy, you're learning Portuguese too. Cool. Duolingo. (laughs) Time on your calendar. Yes, I love that. Um, Daily touch base. 
I love the idea of due dates, revisit your outline, stop sleeping in. Sleep is actually, that is a powerful piece, like getting to bed on time, getting up on time. 15 minutes a day on ideation, Jessica. And then I would also build some buffers around that for how long? Give yourself some due dates and deadlines. Okay, this is so great. I see some questions coming in. I know Rita is tracking those too. Um, wonderful. Post, post-it notes. I love that. Look for a publisher. Wonderful. Thank you all for these. And keep write those down, by the way. Take a moment to actually write that commitment down and make it something that you will show up and do. I'm going to go through some quick hit tips for success, okay? I'm going to then walk through some ways that I can support you. Then I'll give you your free gift. I'm excited to give this to you. And then I'll open up for questions. So we have seven of these. First, determine a publishing goal date and work backwards. So if you want to make it really easy, just pick a date 18 months from today. Use the timeline I gave you. Create a plan from that. Set real deadlines for yourself. Actually calendar it out and track your progress. Use a calendar if that's easier for you, but I personally use project management software. I use Asana and I build that out. Um, My clients get an Asana project plan from me um, that we use that is so, it's so helpful to give actual deadlines to things. Organize your day to support creative flow and productivity. This is incredibly incredibly important. A lot of people say that they are night owls. I am too, but I actually find that I'm more successful when I write in the morning simply because it happens. That's it. It happens because at night, sometimes it's easy to go. I don't feel like it today. Find community and accountability. This is such an important piece. This is something that um, I think it can be easy to think that you have to go it alone, but Community, accountability, and support is so important. Put a ring on it. Invest in support. It could be a low, you know, low hang. It could be your local writers group. Okay. It doesn't have to be expensive, but find a way to invest in yourself. Talk openly about your book to create the added accountability. I mentioned that early, earlier, and also help the goal feel real. The more you talk about it, the more it becomes real. And begin sharing your ideas from your book through content on social media, email list, and, and building an email list of future readers. Your email list is your only true asset online. It's very important. I could, again, I could talk about that all day, um, but an email list is really important. So if you want to focus on something uh, audience-wise, that's a great thing to focus on. So I want to share a little bit about how me and my team can support you before I give you that awesome free gift that I'm excited to share. We are nonfiction book writing experts. So what we do is we help you clarify your unique story, write your book and make an impact. We offer different ways to work with us, including ghostwriting and co-writing. But today I'm going to talk about our book coaching options. We offer one-to-one support. So that's with me. Um, This is private book coaching. And we also have a group program called Idea to Draft Accelerator and Author Mentorship. Private coaching, as I mentioned, is with me. We would work together for six months as you outline and write your powerful nonfiction book that helps you achieve that big vision for impact. I specialize in business, leadership, social equity, personal development, and science and wellness books. So this is the area that I, these areas that I've really chosen to lean deeply into. I love this work. I'm very systems driven. 
um, and, and really care about the clients that I work with. We usually stay in touch like indefinitely. I'm, I'm still regularly in contact with clients I worked with years ago. Um, I care so deeply about the people that I get the honor of supporting. In this coaching, our core goal is to write your first draft and create, create a really clear plan for the next steps. We're also trying to get you moving to those next steps. So determining your publishing, lining up an editor, I'm helping you with those pieces. I offer a step-by-step -step system with a clear project plan that I create for you, a full educational program that I have designed uh, with my step-by-step -step framework, bi-monthly coaching calls with an outline review and forward-moving chapter feedback, access to a Facebook group that includes my past clients, people that have gone through my programs, and people that have gone through my self-study program. Introductions to my network, which is vast after 14 years in this amazing industry, directs access to me and my team of experts in between coaching sessions, and an accountability partner, that's me, cheering you on every step of the way and even beyond our work together. This is the educational program back end. I have training videos, worksheets, extra interviews with experts. It's it's so good. This is the Asana template that that I, as a private coaching client, I actually create it for you and, and update it and track it with you. Um, here's what one of my private coaching clients said. This is Geo. I loved working with Geo. Um, she said, I can only say positive things about my experience with Stacy. I cried on these calls. I laughed. There are just so many emotions that happen throughout the writing process and having her in my corner and even beyond our coaching has been so helpful. And I'll let you read the rest if you would like to. Um, I really take these relationships seriously and love supporting people like Gio. By the way, I've blocked out here. If you see this line, she has a very cool celebrity endorsement, like very good celebrity endorsement here, but it's a secret. So I had to block it on this slide. Here's just some screen grabs of three of my clients who posted unboxing videos of their of their books that are coming out this month and next month. And my me and my team, we joyfully celebrate. They don't even know usually that we're like cheering, celebrating. It's so fun to watch people really step into their purpose. Working with me one to one is $34.95 per month for six months. Um, and I have really limited spots available for this. I only take on about 10 private coaching clients per year. Okay, let's talk about group coaching because this is another option that is really great. And there's so many benefits to being in a group. I have a program called Idea to Draft. This is a six-month group program that provides a step-by-step -step process to write your book, as well as coaching and mentorship as you finish your first draft and make the impact you're meant to on this world. So it's very similar in process. It's just that it's in a group format versus one-to-one. -one. We have a similar core goal. It's to write your first draft and know the next steps. So not only am I providing that step-by-step -step process and the coaching and support to, to help you get that first draft done, I am also supporting you as you make decisions about the next steps. And I bring in experts to talk about other things outside of writing. So publicity, marketing, um, speaking. These are really world-class experts that come in and support uh, my clients through this process. Again, a step-by-step -step process with a clear project plan. I give you a template. I coach you through how to create that full educational program, bi-monthly group coaching calls. We have a private WhatsApp for our cohort, access to my Facebook group in the larger community, 
email access to the team in between coaching sessions, and then group accountability. And um, a past client of mine came up with this term. I love it so much. Collaborative discipline. How good is that? I love that. Collaborative discipline. We're in it together, and it's a really beautiful experience. Our next cohort begins in 13 days. It starts January 23rd. And I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I love this program so much. This is $17.50 per month to be part of this program with me. And again, it is, uh, it's small. It's a small group. I am present. You have access to me. I think that's a big piece that you really should know is you have access. I am here. I am holding your hand. I deeply, deeply care about your success along the way. And I think this other piece that I know I brought up, but I want to make sure that um, that I really say is that there's that shared experience as well. I used to think that I had to do it all alone, and I found that the creation process is so much richer when I am in collaboration with other people. There is a limited option. This only happens when a cohort is running and I have space for a private coaching client, and that is to work with me one-to-one and also join the cohort. So when those two things align, you have the option to join the cohort at a no additional investment. So you can work with me one-to-one, you can be a part of the cohort, but my request is you have to be all in in that group because we are like a unit and we all have to be in on, we all have to be in together. It's really important that we have that group, that collaborative accountability. I uh, have this fun slide. I love looking at this of the things that people have said about our work together. Um, you can, you can peruse at your convenience, but uh, I really pride myself in, in serving people. Well, it's, it's been the bedrock of everything I do and really showing up and supporting people and caring about them and going above and beyond to help you achieve your goals of authorhood. Kevin says, uh, he's glad to be one of our published students. May says that it changed her belief about writing this book and publishing it too. Um, Amy says that she didn't think of herself as a structured person, but she was able to show up and successfully create. Lindsay uh, said that uh, having me as part of this journey has made the hard process of book writing a lot easier. Okay, share in the chat here, and then I'm gonna open up for questions shortly. Um, what is one word to describe how you feel after today's webinar? How do you feel after today's webinar? And while you're putting that in the chat, Jessica, to answer your question, my cohort size ends up being in the 10 range, somewhere a little below or a little above. Um, I'm really careful about that group. And so we get a lot of applications into the program if it's not the right fit for the group that we have. I will always support in helping find the right solution. Um, but there's a couple of things that I'm really mindful of. So it's hard for me to answer an exact question because I don't just take any book that comes in. It has to be the right fit. So there's a couple of things that are important to keep in mind for the kind of books that I'm best suited to support. The book needs to be a catalyst book. It needs to be something that's supporting something in the future. So you're here today and you have this vision, it might not be very clear, the vision, but you know you want to step into your purpose or make an impact. And that book should be fitting along that trajectory. Those are the books that, that I support the best. It needs to be nonfiction. 
Um, and there needs to be that strong drive and momentum to get it done. Those are really important. So when we're inviting people into the program, those are the things that I'm, I'm looking for. And there also has to be a social good component to the book. That is actually number one. I should have mentioned that first. The books that we work on have to put good into the world in some way. It can be good in the sense of like a skill. That's good, I think. Or it can be good in the sense of social equity or, you know, any number of things. So those are some things that we're paying attention to when we're supporting people. Okay, words, 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 words. Hopeful, motivated, encouraged, slash hopeful, inspired, good, inspired. Oh, I love this. It's so exciting. More clarity, connected, possible, encouraged, inspired, anxious. Terry, I hope we can get you to, uh, I hope that it's positive anxiousness. That's my hope. Uh, fired in a good way. Curious. Um, oh, it's so good. Okay. Oh, the cute, the discount code, Mariana, uh, Rita will drop that into the chat, but it's aspiring author 24. Um, Rita, if you could drop that link and the discount code again, please go ahead and do that. Oh, I'll leave that up so you guys can grab it. Um, I love this so much. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. This is so great. Oh, good job already downloading it, Mariana. Um, Okay, question on how does participating in one-to-one -one or group align with the goal of traditional publishing? Okay, this is a really good question. Um, many times when people come in, they're not sure what pathway they're going to take. All of the things that I teach align perfectly with writing a book proposal for traditional publishing. Um, there's another component of it, which is the marketing plan. That's a different component of what I teach. So there are some elements that you will need to develop as well. I don't teach book proposals. That's not my area of expertise. I can refer you to somebody who's really excellent, excellent at that. The work that we do, a lot of it can be literally copied and pasted into a book proposal. I design that intentionally in that way. Wonderful. Okay, I have a few questions. I'm going to go to them in a second. But I, for those of you who have to go, because I'm going to go a little long today to answer questions, um, I just want to, to close with this quote. Um, before we move into our questions, from Harriet Tubman. Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember, you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars and change the world. A lot of us, as we move into our lives, we get older, we have things happen to us. It's so easy so easy to let go of that fire and to dream about something but not take action on it. And I think that's why I love this work so much because I keep talking about a book being a catalyst because it opens you up to so much possibility. I mean, I think back for myself when I wrote that first book and again, the second book and the many books after that, you know, I had... I had no idea what was in store. And I was really scared, as I mentioned at the beginning. And I felt like, you know, I was like leaping into the unknown, <laughs> but I took action. I took action anyway. And um, I hope that today, whether, you know, whatever pathway you take, I would be so honored to support you. But if it's with me or somebody else, I really hope that you anchor to the possibility within you that you know that book writing is a learnable skill, that you can create a project plan for it, and you can execute that plan just like any other thing you've accomplished in your life. You can learn, 
and you can do it. You can completely do all of this. It's been such an honor being with all of you today. Um, and I, I'm going to transition to questions, but I want to show you where to find me on social. I'm on Instagram, very active at Stacey Ennis. I'm on LinkedIn at Stacey Ennis. Please connect with me there directly. I'd love to be a connection with you. And my website is StaceyEnnis.com. So these are all places that you can find me on the, you know, the wide world of the internet. And let's get to your questions now. I'm going to be um, scanning and answering as we go, but feel free to drop, drop some in the chat. Um, and I, I will get to them as we go. Oh, I see Rita's actually, uh, oops, has actually put together some questions for, uh, for me to look at. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull those up now and look at them on my other screen. Rita, you're so good. Thank you. Rita has put these all into one word document. Okay. So I want to start by answering a couple of program questions first, and then I'm going to get to some of the, the other, um, the other questions that I saw toward the end. Oh, Judy, you didn't miss the free gift. Don't worry. Rita will drop that back in. We will be sure to, um, Francis and Judy, don't worry. We will put that in there. Thanks, Jonathan. It was great to have you here. Um, I really appreciate all of you. Oh, this is making me so happy to look in the chat. And Alicia, thank you for that note. This is wonderful. Okay. Um, Mary, oh, Marianne, Mariana asks, does memoir fit into your nonfiction framework? Yes and no. There's a certain kind of memoir that fits. And I think about it like... Um, I, I call it marketable memoir or memoir with a message. So this would be a memoir that could pivot somebody into a thought leadership brand or a keynote stage or a next, a next thing. Um, I personally love memoir, um, literary memoir, but I don't, I'm not best suited to support on literary memoir. And what I mean by that is literary memoir is, the end, uh, the book is the end goal. The book, I always see a book as a catalyst, as I've said many times. So if memoir is part of launching into the next thing, then yes, I have actually done a ton of that and, and, and written many myself as a ghostwriter. So yes, it's something I, I have tons and tons of expertise. Um, Alicia asks, if you're wanting to work with an agent or traditional publishing, do you suggest shopping a book proposal before writing the full draft? Uh, yes. Yes. I will say it, um, that traditional publishers want you to do that. They, they don't necessarily want you to have written the whole nonfiction draft. Um, however, I often encourage the authors that I work with to continue writing because, um, and this is not to in any way discourage you at all, because I think traditional is a very fine pathway to pursue. But many find that when you get into that path, um, number one, the time that it takes to get any sort of response from agents. Um, but then number two, the results of that effort, they often are not what people are wanting. So, um, I mean, it's like it's harder to get it's harder to get a publishing deal than get into medical school is a statistic that I, I heard a while back. So what I like to do with the authors I work with is coach them to keep moving, keep moving forward, keep building your platform, keep, keep writing. Um, so you, you know, again, they're, they need usually one to two chapters as a sample. 
and everything should also support you. So a book proposal is always going to benefit you. It's not going to hurt you in any way, but it is a big project. I think people don't really realize how many pieces and parts go into that. Okay. Mary, you asked if the workbook has been updated since last year. No. If you bought the workbook, I'll give you something else. So just shoot me a note at hello at stacyannis.com and we'll give you a different item um, to support you. Rita, if you wouldn't mind crossing out the questions as I answer them in the our shared doc, that would be really helpful. Steve, you asked, uh, what is your opinion on stream of consciousness writing? Um, I don't exactly know how to answer that because I'm not sure of the context, but I would say I do a lot of that in my own just like creative processing. Sometimes I find that um, I need it as a transition. So I will journal or I will uh, do, I don't really do just stream of consciousness. I usually have something that I'm sitting down to write about, but I would say that as you're um, working on a book, I would want to come into that with some level of intention and organization. Um, Jessica, you asked, how big is the 23 cohort and do you, oh yeah, I answered the question on size. Do we have space? Yes, we do have space. Um, and that, and we basically, we keep it open until it feel fills to a place where I'm like, this is exactly right. Um, we'll never take more than 16, but again, I imagine it'll be close to that 10 range. I like to make sure that I can serve and support every single person there and my team. It's not just me. We have a team to support as well. Um, where do you find your clients work best? Desk, coffee shop, retreat? Oh, I love this question because, um, everybody is so different. And here's an, an interesting thing that I have found that I think holds people up a lot. That's not exactly your question, but is connected to it. A lot of people think they need to go on a writing retreat to write their books. And I don't love that as a strategy. I love it when you're already in momentum. So going away and starting the project, I think is a lot of burden to put on yourself to accomplish in one, in this space. What I would rather you see is put the attention and energy and care into it in your normal life and begin it. And then once you get some of that momentum going, then take that retreat and get a lot of momentum. So that was a little sidebar, but I, I feel like I hear this so much. And I, then what happens is you go, I need to get a one week retreat to start my book and oh gosh, I, I don't have time until October. You don't need to do that. Get the momentum going first. And then as far as where, every, it's so unique. Um, I have some clients that, like I have a, a ha I had a client that had young children. And so she had to get out of the house. So she would leave every morning, go to a coffee shop and write. That worked for her. I am a creature of habit because my habits work for me. And so I really like to be at my desk. However, like I have a time that I need to sit down to write. However, I just started co-writing a children's novel with my daughter. It's been so fun. And I write that at like 9.30 at night. I've never written at that time. I don't know what that is. That's really interesting to me. So I do my more professional writing, nonfiction writing in the morning, and then I'm getting inspired right now. We'll see how, we'll see how long this lasts in the evening. Okay. Um, Patricia asked, uh, I think this was an earlier question, but just to reiterate, timeframes for ideation and outlining. So I'd put ideation one to three weeks, outlining one to two months. Um, and then what's the quickest and easiest way to build an audience if you don't have one? There is no quick and easy way. I'm sorry to tell you this. It's like everything else. It takes time and it takes commitment and it takes showing up regularly. 
Here's what changed the game for me. For a long time, I saw audience building as a chore. I was like, I have to do that to build my business, to accomplish my goals. I was forgetting that there were humans on the other side of the content I was creating. So when I shifted my mindset to serving and I realized that every number, every one, two, three, four, five, every number was an actual human being. It helped me so much to reframe how I focus on my own growth and development online. And, and then guess what? When I did that, then things started to really, really grow rapidly. So I think a lot of it is mindset. You need to be really consistent. You need to be building your email list. There's so many things we could talk about there, but that's a different webinar. And you need to pick a social platform that feels resonant for you and for your readers and show up on a regular basis. And I don't know what that is for yours, but um, for mine, it tends to be Instagram and LinkedIn. So those are the places that I'm showing up regularly. Okay. I answered the question about private coaching clients. Um, okay. This is an interesting question. What about uh, relevance? So if you're writing for nonfiction and it's a timeliness issue. So um, this reminds me of a book that I wrote early in my career. I think from idea to publication, it was like eight to 12 weeks, like literally writing, editing, designing, and publishing. And it had 170 plus research studies. Yes, that I found. <laughs> um, it was very intense, but we had a need to get it done quickly. Um, I do not advise that. It is not, <laughs> not for the faint of heart. That could have been a much better book if we had had time um, to do it right, but it still ended up being really good. And I'm really, I'm proud of the work that we did on it. Um, but I think you have to temper that, right? So like, how can you increase your uh, pace without sacrificing quality. The best thing that you can do is make sure that things are kind of layering and happening simultaneously. So while you're writing, for example, you can make sure that all the publishing dominoes are set up. Maybe you're getting um, cover design and chapter mockups on the way. So there's a lot of things that you can, you can align. Um, but generally, even a 12-month timeframe is pretty aggressive. Like, remember all those things we talked about that you have to do? Oh yeah. And you're like actually writing a book draft. So I would just be mindful of that. And if it is that timely, are there other things that you can do to build your thought leadership and write a more sustainable book? Because if it is that time sensitive, then your marketing window is really time sensitive too. So that would be something I'd want to talk through. Um, Mariana asks, uh, to what extent do you think memoir fits into the boundaries of the nonfiction process you're describing? I talked to that already. Uh, so I hope that question, that answer was helpful, but I think just as a little recap to connect to your question specifically, we have a lot of people that work on memoir. I work with a ton of people that are working on memoir, but there is that social good element. There is a connection to a bigger vision and mission and message. They do have a vision beyond the book. It's it, the book is helping them reach that vision. So those are all things that um, that I encourage you to think about if you're working on memoir. By the way, I am formally trained in memoir. I have a master's degree in writing and editing. I studied memoir in my writing program, um, and I've written many memoirs as a ghostwriter. So it's something that 
I'm very, very, very experienced in. But just to our earlier conversation, there is a differentiation between mem- marketable memoir, memoir with a message, like keynote memoir is kind of how I think about it, and literary memoir, which like, again, I love literary memoir. I love to read it, but it's not what I've chosen to focus my work on. Um, okay. Jelena asks, is the nine months for creation, assuming we're only writing a book and not doing anything else? Uh, no, this is without blowing up your life. You should be able to run your business and you should be able to, um, spend time with your family. However, you will have to give some things up. You will need to adjust to fit a book into your life. But I encourage you to ask yourself, how important is this to me? How important is this to me to write this book? If it's really important, what could you in your schedule temporarily, not forever, temporarily adjust, pause, give up to make this goal happen? So back to the Portuguese example, because it's most relevant for me right now. What am I giving up? Well, I'm giving up some reading time, maybe television time to study this language that I want to learn. To me, that trade-off feels really worth it because when I can speak conversational Portuguese, my life is easier. Is that trade-off worth it for you? Because that book is going to open up the next level of influence and impact. That's my question for you that you really need to think about as you're embarking on any big goal, but certainly on writing a book. Um, Okay. Let me just look at the end here. Feel free to drop any. Okay. Ben, you said how to choose a self-publishing firm. Okay. Gosh, I could, I could go on and on about this, but here are two things that you can do that are really easy. Three, read the reviews online, Google them. Okay. Order some of their books at random from that have been published in the last year and randomly select three to five of their past clients and send them a message and ask if they were happy. Those would be the main things I would do. And those will tell you a lot. A lot of people don't do these simple steps. Um, When you get the book that you order, order an actual physical copy, open it up, feel the pages, open it like all the way up. I say this because one time um, I worked on a book where when we opened it, it broke in half. Okay, this really happened and they had ordered thousands of copies. So that that was a fun experience. Open it up, feel the cover, Read some of it. You don't have to necessarily read the whole thing, but look at the editorial quality, flip it over, look at how the layout is on the back. Look at all those things. Look at their Amazon profile, see what the reviews say. Do your due diligence because it's not just about that one firm. Your book is part of your brand. So you want to make sure you're working with somebody who really understands what they're doing and can really support you going forward. Um, Terry asked, do you have a book on the book writing process? No, I have a program. (laughs) I have a program on it. Um, I did, my first book was on book editing that was published in 2013. It's funny because I was just thinking about it today and I was like, oh, should I go read that? I'm kind of scared because it was so long ago. Um, Kathleen asks, is literary memoir necessarily inconsistent with having impact being a catalyst? No, no, I absolutely not. It's just harder to piece into the puzzle. Um, it's if it becomes a if you have a, a vision beyond it, then I think it fits into that puzzle. Like you can see that that is going to help be that catalyst. But 
when I'm working with people, I want to make sure that we understand where that fits. I think it's really important to be thinking about it that way and considering how this book is going to fit into that big vision that you have. It's a lot of time, energy and money and blood, sweat and tears, not, you know, not literally blood, but certainly probably some sweat, probably some tears. Um, yeah, some tears for sure. Um, and so you want to make sure that the effort and energy you're putting into it, if that's important to you, if it, if move, if this book being part of your next phase of life, you want to make sure that you understand how that fits in. It's really important to keep that in mind as you're working on it. I think, I think I answered every single question. Oh, one more question. One more. Jelena asks, um, how much back and forth is there between the write and edit stages? Are there, and are there any tips on a tool for visualizing the book concept? Um, the way that I coach the writing and editing stages, I, I don't, I recommend that the writing stage is writing, that you are really kind of like moving forward. A lot of what I see, remember that 20,000 word abandonment point we mentioned, we talked about? Um, a lot of times why I see people fall off that cliff, that 20,000 word cliff, is because they're going in circles. So they write a little bit and then they go back and then they write a little bit and then they go back. And so by the time they get to that 20,000 words or so, they're exhausted. So part of what we're paying attention to is energy management. You need to be able to sustain yourself through this whole journey. And so it's like that old saying, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So I, there is natural editing going back and tweaking and things. It's going to happen. I do it too. Um, but I like it to be moving forward as much as possible. And then when you get into the editing stage, and this really depends by book. So I'm thinking way back in my earlier first half of my career as a book editor, we would be in the editing stage, but I remember I got a book in once that was like 90,000 words, something like that. And we had to cut, I think we cut 30 or 40,000 words. So of course there was a lot of now writing and things that had to come into that. So sometimes we are going in and reworking and adding, um, but I would still put that in the editing stage. So I hope that answers your question. Uh, Let's see. And then tools on visualizing a tool. Um, oh, what is the name of the program? Rita, if you can. Oh, I know what it is. Plotter is a, a tool. It's P-L-O-T-T-R. Um, I know I've had them on my podcast. Rita, maybe you could drop actually the podcast episode into the chat. We talk about visualizing your outline. It's a pretty cool discussion. It was a lot of fun. Um, so that could be something for those of you who are very visual. When I teach outlining, I actually use sticky notes. So we do a whole visual process that lives on the wall or on the floor or wherever for like a week or two. So that's why I give it that one to two weeks. And then we move it into categories and then we move it into the uh, word processing, whatever software you're using. Okay. I think, oh, I, I do have one more question. Is there any guide to developing revenue during the process? Guide meaning like something that is written out. Um, I can't, I can't think of an actual like published guide off the top of my head. Um, I will say I do talk a lot about on my podcast. I've had guests come in and talk about how a book fits into 
your business and like revenue growth. Rita, maybe you could drop in the ROI episode and the Mike Green episode. So these are two episodes that I think will be really helpful. I think about a book like this. It should be fertile soil from which you grow other things. I think the reason I'm, I'm having a hard time coming with an exact answer right now is that it's, it's very individual. Some things that I have seen my clients develop are speaking opportunities, consistent leads in their business. I have a client who published his book six years ago, I think, that still uses his book on a regular basis. And it is the main way that he drives leads into his business. He has a whole system around it. Um, New programs that they run, Um, you know, uh, consulting opportunities, um, services. So a lot of times through the process of writing, those other things will grow out of it. So there's a lot of things. There's also like maybe grow a social platform and there's brand opportunities. There's so many things that are available. Um, but again, it's it comes through, I would say it comes through that introspective journey and getting that clarity as you as you go along. Oh, thank you all. This has been absolutely wonderful. I have really, really enjoyed my my time with each of you um, and just your energy and presence today. We went long. I hope it was helpful for me to stay extra time and answer your questions. I am reachable. Hello at stacyannis.com. I will respond to you directly. Um, Rita, maybe you can drop that, uh, the application link for, not for um, idea to draft and also my booking link. You are invited to book a call with me. It's a 20-minute call. We can talk about your book. Um, I, I think most people would say I'm the least salesy, pressury person ever. I really care about you going where you need to go. Um, and, uh, and I have a lot of good relationships. So if we talk and I'm like, I don't think it's the right fit, I will do my best to help you find the right fit. I, I hope this has been so useful. I hope that you're leaving today thinking, I know how to approach this now. This big hairy thing that I was looking at, now I can break it down. Now I at least know where to start. For me, that's often the hardest part. When we wanted to move abroad, it felt so big. I had no idea where to go, what to do. When I broke it into a timeline and then I broke it into stages, it made everything possible. And it's the same with a project like a book. So thank you all so much, Chelsea. Thank you, Aaron, Bill. Good. I love that you're going to go write a schedule. That's awesome, Patricia. Thank you. Oh, thank you. That's such a kind note. Um, I appreciate all of you. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Again, you can reach out to me anytime I'm here and I will look forward to hearing from you, Dean. Thank you, Jessica. I'm so glad that this was helpful for you today. That is wonderful. Thank you all so much. Leela, thank you. Kathleen, I'm so glad. I'm glad that it was helpful. Terry, thank you. Oh, Jelena, you're fab. Thanks. I'll take that any day. Thanks, Ben. Stacy, oh, thanks. I'm so glad. Judy, thank you. Thank you. Kachiani, thank you for joining. And Judith, oh. No, these are all just like, I'm just beaming. Thank you for all these kind notes. It's so great. You know, it's always funny on these platforms because you're, I'm here and you're just names in a box, but I can feel, I can feel the enthusiasm and I hope that it carries you 
forth into the rest of your day or night, wherever you are in the world. So thank you all. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And I am just an email away. Bye. You can always access show notes, including any links mentioned in this episode at stacyennis.com slash podcast. And you can connect with me at stacyennis.com on Instagram at Stacy Ennis or on Facebook at Stacy Ennis Creative. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Here's to building lives that are beyond better.